Hello, everyone. Kara Olker here, intuitive health coach and founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. I host my own podcast called Deep and Roots Podcast, and I do it all from Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it truly is the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Who doesn't love to be able to do things for free? And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. By the way, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Pretty sweet, eh? It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. I personally love using Anchor to record and upload my podcast episodes. I get to choose my own intro and outro music. In case you were wondering, it's Tropics in the Beats section. And it's very user-friendly for this millennial who can't technology at all. (laughs) It's one and done. Then I schedule my episodes to publish whenever I want them published. For me, I schedule to publish every Friday because... Who doesn't love Fridays? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello there. You are listening to the Deep and Roots podcast. My name is Kara Olker. I am an intuitive health coach and the founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. Check out what I do and the services I offer on Facebook and on Instagram under Deep and Roots Health Coaching. You can also join my Facebook group, Reincarnated, called Busy Professionals Living with Gut Issues and Autoimmune Disease. Deep and Roots podcast has been created to give listeners an inside look into my health coaching business, specifically my one-on-one 90-day program, which helps my clients establish habits that serve them in developing intuition around their thoughts and gut health. I use science and logic, and I also use the power of thoughts, feelings, intuition, and sass because authenticity is not an option in my world. You know what else isn't an option? Trusting your gut. If this appeals to you and you want to dive into your own abundant health journey, reach the hell on out to me. I'd love to hear from you. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 22. Hello. How are you doing today? How has this week been for you? Personally, this week has been about 375 years long, (laughs) and I'm recording this podcast on a Wednesday, if that tells you anything. And a lot of people I know are feeling this way. We just want to know who is going to be our president already. Who will be our 46? We need to brace ourselves either way. Whatever your thoughts on this week, if you're noticing you're feeling emotionally stuck, that is okay and completely normal. Get in a walk or some exercise, listen to an inspiring podcast. I mean, even one that isn't mine, but especially mine. Take time to cook a satisfyingly healthy meal from scratch deep breathe, take an Epsom salt bath. Regardless of your kink, 
take care of yourself like your life depends on it because it does. Last week's episode was about the AIP and paleo diets and how a lot of people turn to this diet to ease their gut issues and inflammation specifically. These diets can give you a list of eat this, not that, and that is effective short term. What I also covered was how this can really inhibit gut microbiome diversity and also be a vehicle for those who deprive themselves of food to begin to do this even more so, and sometimes for longer than usual in order to fix themselves. This week is all about the allure of the Mediterranean diet, what it is, what it isn't, and how it can be an effective way of eating long-term. The Mediterranean diet it's been reported by US News and World, World Report that the Mediterranean diet is hands down the best diet of 2020 out of a large variety of other types of diets. FYI, the paleo diet in its most original form ranked number 29. This is the third year for the Mediterranean diet to take top honors, and it's not hard to see why. The Mediterranean diet is in essence everything that a diet should be, a way of life. Geographically, the Mediterranean covers portions of Europe, Asia, and Africa that touch the Mediterranean Sea. However, Mediterranean cultural influences have reduced over time to the following countries. Cyprus, Croatia, Greece, Italy, Morocco, Portugal, and Spain. So when you think of the Mediterranean diet, you're more than likely to think of endless plates of primarily meatballs and spaghetti from Italy <laughs> and wine, which kind of gives the green light for people to think, well, if people can eat bread on bread on bread, I can have a Big Mac. But it doesn't work this way, kiddos, and here's why. The Mediterranean diet is deeply rooted in culture and heritage. Upon uh, filling in this episode with well-rounded bits of information, I came across this article from The Conversation called How the Mediterranean Diet Became Number One and Why That's a Problem. And it talks about how it is incredibly important to preserve the authenticity of all aspects of the Mediterranean diet as it involves, quote unquote, involves a set of skills, knowledge, rituals, symbols, and traditions concerning crops, harvesting, fishing, animal husbandry, conservation, processing, cooking, and particularly the sharing and consumption of food. And this is described at, by the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, also known as UNESCO. In 2013, UNESCO added the diet to its list of intangible cultural heritage of humanity. So the article does go on about how the problem of the diet is that it doesn't look at that enough, but there is some truth in that. From an 
anthropological standpoint, understanding the depth of the Mediterranean diet and its cultural importance is eye-opening. From a nutritional standpoint, however, it's incredibly important to understand the roots of what you're eating so that you can be more mindful and intuitive with what you eat, which puts you and your body in a more rested state to actually digest your food. You're also allowing for more variety and your daily intakes of food. This ends up allowing for a more diverse microbiome. The structure of the Mediterranean diet goes like this. Daily consumption of vegetables, fruits, whole grains, nuts, seeds, healthy fats, and herbs. Weekly intake of fish and seafood, poultry, beans, and eggs moderate portions of dairy products, limited intake of red meats and sweets. Sounds basic enough, but notice how much variety of foods are allowed on a daily basis. You literally have your pick of any vegetable, fruit, whole grain, nut, seed, healthy fat, and herb for every single day, which gives you some protein, fat, and carbohydrate content there. To boost your meals a few times a week, add fish and seafood, poultry, beans, and eggs. Sprinkle in some quality cheeses, yogurt, and even some butter here and there. I mean, even if you're a little nervous about cheeses, try a harder cheese versus the soft like ricotta. And if you're craving some steak, awesome. Have some once or twice at the most a week. And... Pick a healthy, minimally processed dessert or eat small quantities of that dessert throughout the week after your meal. I mean, I'm assuming the last part as much. I mean, or just yellow, (laughs) just a little bit. The Mediterranean diet prioritizes nutrients and macronutrients, essentially, ranging from eat them up to watch yourself. (laughs) What it doesn't do is eliminate foods except the processed variety. And that's something to give up to the best of your ability anyways. Where the AIP and paleo diets have an easing inflammation, they do lack in microbiodiversity due to the eat this, not that mentality. Whereas the Mediterranean diet can be highly customizable. Do onions give you gas? Tomatoes give you heartburn. You don't need, you don't eat meat, can't eat gluten. Hey, all good. There are tons of other foods you can be eating a shit ton of or substitute for as you limit or temporarily omit from your diet, all while having a daily glass of wine (laughs) or coffee. Just watch the sugar or lose the sugar completely. There are great brands of gluten-free pasta, by the way, if you need to stay away from gluten. Barilla is my favorite so far. And as for tomatoes, you can use red peppers instead, and they're delicious in their own right. Again, this is the gold standard of how important it is to view a diet as a way of life. And there are tons of recipes online. Tons. With tons of herbs and a healthy dose of olive oil. Just remember, the key to this diet is eating a variety of foods. 
Don't just stick to chicken and pasta every day. Think a healthy portion of yogurt with flaxseed and berries for breakfast one day, eggs and vegetables on some whole grain bread with some olive oil another day, or substitute the eggs and veggies with hummus and cucumber. Or on the third day, put some ricotta on your whole grain pancakes sprinkled with sliced almonds. Get wild. There's a world of possibilities. <laughs> so the, the root of our gut issues is that we're literally, we've literally stopped listening to our bodies and started listening to what others have told us to do. Carbs are bad. Eat only meat and veggies only. Um, grains are the devil. <laughs> and so are potatoes. Eat till you're full, eat small portions, and still feel hungry so you can lose weight. Eat the same meals all the time, eat a variety. We end up with dysfunctional ideas around food and in our taste of food, and it can feel stressful with all this peer pressure, which raises your cortisol levels and prevents you from losing weight or burning fat. So then you blame it on any carb you eat, healthy or not. Doing something different from oatmeal or chicken nuggets and mac and cheese is scary, but your life depends on it. Fuck what everyone else thinks you should eat, how and when. Fuel your body and enjoy the process. The whole reason I've been talking about diets in general is to just continue the conversation and changing the mindset and idea around what a diet is. I'm not pushing a particular diet on anyone or claiming one is better than the other. You get facts with me and objective and factual comparisons. If I can't be an ally in your quest for help, I ain't doing my job. <laughs> the Mediterranean diet may not be for you, but the whole notion of having a healthy relationship with your food is something to grab a hold of and run away with. Having gut issues means you're not able to enjoy your food and not enjoying your food while stuffing it down or eating sparingly can lead to gut issues. So raise your glass of wine to good health. You owe it to yourself when you're ready. Deep and Roots podcast covers elements of my one-on-one 90-day program that is founded on the concepts of acting out of abundance instead of fear and going for what serves you. From time to time, I'll also cover what speaks to me, what's important in the moment, who's influenced my work, and even bring you interviews with like-minded business owners. I also encourage you to reach out and let me know what else you'd like me to talk about. What moves you? What speaks to you? What serves you. Also, don't be shy. Visit my Facebook and Instagram pages by searching under Deep and Roots Health Coaching. There, you'll be able to check out the coaching services I offer and book a complimentary wellness breakthrough session. Oh, and don't forget to join my newly reincarnated Facebook group named Busy Professionals Living with Gut Issues and Autoimmune Disease. I have weekly lives and conversations with the other group members that's more personal and interactive. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you next time.